You are listening to Holy Words from Holy Cross, the sermon podcast of Holy Cross Evangelical Lutheran Church in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. We hope you find these words a blessing in your daily walk with God. Please visit us on the web at www.holycrossnazareth.org or in person at 696 Johnson Road, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Don't be all else to me, save that. Well, 2020. It's been a year, hasn't it? <laughs> My children have been uh, passing on to me, uh, I'm a hopeless old Gen Xer, but uh, my kids have been passing on to me memes that they have found particularly amusing. Um, I'm going to ask Alyssa to forward uh, to the first one to share with all of you. This is 2020. Locust plagues. (laughs) I love all this stuff on here. Can we flick to the next one? If 2020 was an ice cream flavor. (laughs) And this one. Every time I think I've hit bottom, someone hands me a shovel. (laughs) It has felt like that. Um, And while we can laugh about it, and that's the beautiful thing um, for the hope we have in us, it has truly been a difficult and tragic year for many people. Um, Our congregation lost its first member this week to COVID that was not in a nursing home. And others have had to grieve the loss of their loved ones or because of the contraction of the world economy have had to suffer mightily uh, in the intervening time, uh, just a day-to-day living. So as we gather tonight, it's especially important for us to remember what the true meaning of tonight is and to deeply reflect on what God has done for us in this manger in the town called Bethlehem. So would you join me for a word of prayer? Blessed Lord God, in the person of our Lord and Savior Jesus, you have come to us when we could not come to you. As we reflect now on this, one of the two central mysteries of our faith, we invite you in. Teach us your will and your ways. Enliven our hearts to the truth of your word. Transform us by the power of your spirit. That our celebrations may be joyful and our discipleship earnest. This we ask in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus. Amen. The mystery of God made flesh. The incarnation. In the person of Jesus. God himself, the second person of the Holy Trinity, embraces all that it means to be a human being. All it means to have a body that breaks down and fails. All that it means to be infirm and vulnerable. It 
It's raised a question, this whole year has, the suffering of this year. And it's a question which is older than Christ Himself. 350 years before Jesus was born in a manger, the philosopher Epicurus asked the question, If God is all-powerful and all-good, why does He permit suffering on the earth? The answer is so simple and so obvious that it's only our constant desire to tell ourselves a positive story about ourselves that keeps us from seeing the answer. 99% of all human suffering is caused by other human beings. I had a list of these things to give you examples of, but I don't really want to bring the tone down that far tonight. I invite you to think about that at home. But to give you one example, a friend of mine who's a pastor in Africa has come to the conclusion that the persistent civil war and intertribal warfare and high levels of childhood slavery in his country are directly driven by the cell phones we all carry in our pockets and the need to mine the cobalt that runs them. Intentionally and unintentionally, human beings cause the sufferings of other human beings. By our ignorance, by our misdiagnosis of evil, sometimes by our desire to simply spitefully have revenge on someone who's hurt us. Sometimes because we just want what we want when we want it. The truth is, and we have to face this fact, have to live not by lies, as Alexander Solzhenitsyn said. The fact is, is that human beings cause most of our own suffering. We are, as a race, desperately in need of a Savior. The fact that this night proclaims is that in the person of Jesus of Nazareth, God has come to us to be that Savior. In the person of Jesus, God is truly Emmanuel, God with us. As we'll say in our Eucharistic prayers, and the prayer we use tonight is ancient, going back to the 4th century. God in Jesus takes on our nature and our lot. He embraces all of what it is to be a human being and our destiny, including our destiny someday in a grave. That child lying in a manger hearkens the solidarity of God with us in our suffering because in order to wipe suffering from the face of the earth, he would need to wipe from the face of the earth all those whom he wishes to save. God, instead, does something radical and different. In the person of Jesus, God enters into our reality. He fights against the powers of sin, death, and the devil by making himself subject to their yoke. And finally, as we'll celebrate in a couple of months at Easter, by breaking forth from that yoke of slavery at the resurrection, undoing the powers of evil from within so that they're turned upon themselves and finally in the end will consume themselves. He came 
not with great sweeping power like He will at the final judgment, but He came in humility. He came as the poorest of the poor and the richest nation on earth at that time. He came as part of a despised ethnic minority in that culture. People who were looked upon as hicks and rubes by the rest of the good Roman Empire, particularly for their backward religious views. And from that small place of humility, by the power of His Word and the power of God's Spirit, preached and taught in a way that has forever changed the world and begun to undo the yoke of sin under which we all struggle. And now, now that we have heard that good news, we know that in Him we have, as Hebrews said, one who knows everything it is to be a human being. And so when we go to God, we go not to the mountain, but we go to our neighbor. In God, in Jesus, is our neighbor our brother as well as our Lord and Savior. He knows everything it is to be human. Jesus knew what it was to be tired and footsore and hungry and at the end of his tether. He knew what it was to be tempted in every possible way. Our pious pictures we have of Jesus make us forget that. He always looks so pure and he's always clothed in white. The book of Hebrews tells us that he was tempted in every way as we are, but without sin. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says that God made him to become sin who knew no sin, meaning there is literally nothing outside of our experience that is foreign to Christ, to God in Christ. We now know that our God is with us in our suffering and that is something for us to hold on to tightly in the midst of pandemic. Not only with us in our suffering and in our death, in our sickness and in our grieving, but in us in our po- with us in our poverty, with us when we're unfairly discriminated against with us in every possible affliction that a sin-soaked world can send our way. He is with us. And now that we know, now that we know we are meant to be transformed by that knowledge of what God has done for us, Romans 12.2 says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your minds. And we are meant to be changed by the story we hear this night. Transformed by God's Word and God's sacrament, where God gives Himself to us. Transformed by true worship, wherein we lay down our wills for a time to His holy will as we ought always to do, and glorify Him instead of glorifying ourselves for a change. We're meant to be transformed by our living union with Christ so that progressively, as we live with Him earnestly in prayer and word, that 
we begin to become so aware of that union with him that we look on the world with Jesus' eyes, with his compassion, with his love. I want to get this guy's name right. The Reverend William Lamar IV is the pastor of the Metropolitan African Methodist Episcopal Church in Washington, D.C. Excuse me. And he, he said in a recent interview with the Washington Post, he said this, he said, the Christmas narrative has been sanitized for mass consumption. This is a story of an Afro-Asiatic young woman, a preteen who is an unwed mother. She has refused housing and health care who gives birth among animals. If you start from that, the work of Christmas is health care. The work of Christmas is housing. If you care about Christmas, what we want to do is alleviate the suffering of the Marys out there, the ones among us who we drive past and give no thought to. Now, Reverend Lamar's comments, as edited by the Washington Post, don't include the central work of Christmas, which is what God has done for us. But he gets right that we are meant to be enfolded now into what God is doing in the world. We are to be so transformed by this story and by our living relationship with the God who acted in the person of Jesus, who took on our flesh, that we become his peace-bearing presence out into the world, transformed, in heart and soul, that our every action carries his light and love into the world. As some of you are aware from our website and my YouTube announcement, there was a chance that I wouldn't be able to be here tonight. The possibility that I had been exposed to COVID. And so Sunday you got to hear me preach on the Jumbotron here. (laughs) But... um, As I thought about Christmas Eve, apart from my church family, I had a tremendous amount of just heart sickness and anxiety. But I was willing to do whatever it took to keep this congregation safe and protected. Safe from this contagion of this disease which we don't seem to know a whole lot about. And it gave me just a smidgen of insight of how God must have felt looking at us, his fallen and lost children, made in his image but tragically in rebellion to him and destined to be forever separated from him. How much God would do for our sake. In what we celebrate this night, God has acted. Sovereignly, taken on all that it is to be us so that we might grow in our character to become more and more like him and finally be rescued from the destiny that would have surely awaited us otherwise. And now that we know him, now that he is present to us in the manger, We can look forward today when we are fully present to Him, when our faith becomes sight. And in the meantime, we can be fully present to our neighbors in love. 
For as John reminded us in his letter just now, we love because he first loved us, meaning we know how to love because he showed us how to love. Will you join me for a word of prayer? Gracious Lord, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, in your mercy, you have come to us in the person of Jesus. Father, you have sent your Son, blessed Son, you have come, and Spirit, you draw us unto them. May the story we hear this night come alive in our hearts as we look in the manger. May we carry that vision before our eyes all the days of our lives that we might go forth strengthened to care and love a world that is in desperate need of it. This we ask in the most precious name of him who is born, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. My vision, O Lord of my heart, not be all else to me, save that thou art. Be thou my best thought in the day and the night. Waking or sleeping, that present.